is time for a brand new edition of the Lockdown Corner. Welcome in. Alongside me, as always, is Dustin. No Alec this week. He had prior commitments, but that's okay. We got you. And if you want to know where else you can get us, I just got to say, make sure you follow us at Corner Lockdown on Twitter because Alec has took over our Twitter account. I don't, Dustin, did you see what he tweeted out? I did see that. That was hilarious. I'm not going to spoil it because I want you at home to go subscribe or not subscribe to follow us on Twitter. It was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. It was hysterical. So make sure you follow us on Twitter and also Facebook and YouTube where you get both of our live streams, once a week live streams. And well, we're back as is football. First week of preseason in the books. Uh, before we get to the Packers, let's start with this week's edition of News and Notes from the League. Okay. Uh, uh, technical difficulties. Uh, news and Notes. Dustin, are you with me? You look frozen. Yes, sir. I'm right here. Okay. Uh, well, let's start off by talking about the Cleveland Browns and Kareem Hunt. We're not going to start in the obvious place. We're going to start with Kareem Hunt. Uh, requested a trade from the Browns. Browns have said, nah, no thanks. And I don't, I can't say I blame the Browns, especially now with the Deshaun Watson news, which we will get to in just a minute. Uh, Kareem Hunt is hugely important to them. Him and Nick Chubb are probably, in my opinion, if not the best, there's a tandem in Green Bay that could push for the top, but one of the best one-two punches in the NFL. So, I mean, I feel, well, it's hard to feel bad for Kareem Hunt knowing what's in his past, but I do, I, I'm with the Browns on this one. I know we're not supposed to pick sides with this stuff, but if you're the Browns, you have no incentive to give them up. Whoever trades for an older running back is going to have to pay him. So Kareem Hunt has little leverage here. So, I mean, the Browns denied his request. They're going to keep him, and I think that's the right move by Cleveland. Yeah, it's it's all just kind of a pressure thing for Kareem's side of it, just trying to pressure them into a new deal. Because I think he is, he is on his contract year, so he's in his last year of his deal. So it, it's really just kind of a power move by him just to say, like, hey, I want a deal. Like, I think he came on said he doesn't want to leave, but, like, just the Browns aren't willing to, like, give him a deal right now. So, like, it's just a power play. Like, hey, like, give me a contract. That's all it is. Yeah. And honestly, with what happened while he was in Kansas City and then uh, coming back from all of that, I mean, okay. I mean, he's I, – I guess I don't know what he's done off the field. Uh, on the football field, he's always had the talent, but he's getting older now, and do you want to pay an older running back that kind of money, especially for a third-down specialist? Probably not, even though he's one of the best third-down specialists in the game. But let's talk about the Browns' quarterback situation because I think this is also part of the reason why, as I just mentioned. Sorry, Drunk Alex may be here. I had some bush that got into the bushlight apples today. I'm more exhausted than drunk, but if I slur a little bit, it's exhaustion. It, it was the family fantasy football day. Dustin was a part of it. Maybe at the end we'll go over our teams. But, uh, yeah, so if I'm a little off... That's my excuse. But anyway, which 
it leads me to my next topic, and I probably shouldn't be doing this while half in the bag, but uh, the Deshaun Watson deal. So if you haven't heard, we didn't cover it last week. We ran out of time. Uh, suspended six games after an investigation from a third party. Well, it. Th- long story short, the league could appeal to push his suspension to be longer. They did. And now the expectation is that the NFL will get its wish by suspending him for an entire season. So this would mean that the Browns paid him the one of the biggest contracts in the history of the sport, and he will not. I, he was on the field for preseason, but that means he's not going to have played a real NFL game in over two years if this comes to fruition. Personally, I don't think Cleveland should have done this they must have had decent information but regardless of what you think to Deshaun Watson the football player is solid I from what I saw in the the couple throws he had in preseason he looked like he never left a little rusty there was one overthrow but look it it's a tough situation Deshaun Watson I I would think is going to be gone for the season Dustin what say you yeah, I would absolutely agree. Uh, I mean, it's just it's a tough situation because, like, they went through a, a judge and they got clarification. Judge said, hey, like, you know, six games, I think he said, or half season, whatever, like, for policies. I And they even, like, accused, like, actually, like, you know, like, rule anything. Like, there was no, like, rule on it. Like, he, apparently they found nothing. So it's just – it's a rough situation where you don't really know what to say. Like, I get the NFL said whatever they want. Like, because, I mean, like, everything would seem a little too fishy with the whole situation. Like, you know, the amount of women involved and everything. It was just, we're not going to get too far into that. But it was just, it's, everything seemed fishy. So, I get on the NFL side where, like, they want to be safe and sorry. Like, if this guy's like, a predator, like, you need to obviously make him take a step back and, like, realize some things. And I just, it's messy. I don't know. I mean, I think he should, me personally. But that's up to well, the call, I guess. I'm with you. And... I don't want to accuse anybody of anything because the truth is we're not in the room. We can follow all these reports. And I mean, who knows what the reports are, you know, who they're coming from, if they're actually true. But I feel like this, the judge coming out and saying it's six games, we don't know exactly what happened, but we know something happened. He's guilty of something. So, Otherwise, they wouldn't suspend him. If he was not guilty, then he'd be playing week one. But he's not. So this that indicates to me something happened. He's guilty of something. something you know, and six games, whatever you may think of the actual penalty, I don't think that's the point here. I think that the NFL probably shouldn't be in the morals business. Uh, they started that with the Ray Rice deal. They... They opened that door, and now here we are again with another terrible situation. So, yeah, I'm with you. I, a year it seems fair to me. Last year, I I guess Houston was trying to trade him. So it's really hard to talk about this when we don't know all the details and also when you're half in the bag. So let's move on to brighter and sunnier topics. Uh, Justin Jefferson, maybe not for you Packer fans, but Justin Jefferson – in camp has looked fantastic. Let's show a clip courtesy of, I believe this is off a of TikTok. Where'd you find this? Video? Uh, that is from Twitter. Uh, credit is Nick Olson. Nick Olson. 
Thank you for the video. Here it is. Bang. Look at that. That is fantastic. He is so slippery. I, And actually, speaking of our family fantasy draft, he was my first pick today. I don't know how he dropped to 11. Everyone went running back heavy, which, I mean, worked out for me. Because I, there's a chance, at least in fantasy, and we're going to do – our fantasy show was supposed to be this week. We're missing Alec. It's been a long day for both of us. Dustin started camp. So we're going to keep this one tight. But Jefferson, talent-wise, might be the best receiver in the league. You could make that argument. This year, he might be the best fantasy receiver. I know Cooper Cup's going to have a say in that. But, I mean, just look at this cut. It is unbelievable. Bang, bang. It's quick. No, he doesn't even need to push off. It's just, you know, it's it's dance. It's art is what it is. So, man, what what say you on Justin Jefferson? Yeah, he. I mean, he is definitely, you know, one of the top receivers in the league for sure. I mean, just his route running skills are just, you know, obviously among one of the best. And that's why every year you see him, you know, top five in receiving yards, you know, you're going to continue to see it. Like, he's going to get the ball when he's, if he's open, and obviously he's always open. You know, he reminds me of Chad Ochocinco with his route running. He, he's calling his coach in the middle of the night saying, I'm open, you know. I, yeah, he's, he's phenomenal. Obviously, like, as the Vikings, you know, like, we're obviously we're a little biased. We're like, we try not to like him, but it's hard not to like this guy. He's just good. I mean, I, I know he plays for the rival team. Look, I know the Packers and Bears go back, but in the last 25 years, it's really been Packers-Vikings is the main division rivalry. Because the Bears haven't been good enough to compete, except for 2010 when they made it to the NFC Championship. The Lions, I've, they normally get one stupid game every couple of years against Green Bay. <laughs> okay, fine, whatever. They bite our kneecaps off, according to Dan Campbell. But I, how can you not like this guy? He's fun, he's energetic, and he's awesome. Regardless of what you think of the Vikings, I mean, I don't like the Vikings, but... They know how to get skill talent, man. Delvin Cook, Thielen, Jefferson, obviously Randy Moss back in the day. They've always had guys. So I'm excited to see what he can do in year three because I think this is – I mean, he already took off. But now, I mean, this is year three. Cousins and him have chemistry, full-on chemistry now. It's – I can't – I'm just excited for football. Can we say that? Especially now that our the first fantasy draft is in rosters are in. Like, I am ready to roll. Who's not ready to roll? Uh, Daniel Jones. So, Dustin, would you? Oh, can we do a top five list, make it or break it year? Do you have one off the top of your head? Could we do oh, this? That's, ooh, that's a that's a tough one, actually. That's actually that's all. That could be a long list. That could be a very well, long list. We want a top. Here, I'll play this video of Daniel Jones, and then because I believe it is a make it or break it year for Daniel Jones. I will stall and give you time. Work on your top five make-it-or-break-it list. But first, while Dustin's working on that, let us go to the video of Daniel Jones once again not living up to the expectation when the Giants stuck him. As you see here, practice video. I mean, he's not even close with this throw. It's The receiver can't break. It's just the Giants are going to be a mess. And I wanted nothing to do with anything of theirs for fantasy purposes today. I wanted I, – I don't want any – the Giants, the Texans, I don't want any of that near me. 
for this fantasy season. I just I was thinking about Kadarius Tony, but you got to get him the ball. I don't trust Daniel Jones. Which brings us to if you are ready, Dustin. You are I, top... I think I'm ready. I can mold this together. I can do it. All right. Our Dustin's top five make it or break it year for the NFL this season. Dustin, right. number five. Who is the fifth guy? This is a make it or break it year. He's got to make it or it's broken. What say you, number five? All right. I'm going to go number five. I'm going to go Kirk Cousins at number five. All right. We're going. We're going. You guys played it twice. Kirk <laughs> yeah, Cousins. I think I say Kirk Cousins. You know, he they gave him that giant deal when they first signed. I don't even remember how many years ago that was. I mean, that was a couple years ago already, like three, four, I think at least. Correct. I want to say his original deal was only a three-year contract. He may have an extension kicking in, but I do not know. Let me look that up while you explain yourself. So yeah, I mean, I would say Kirk Cousins mainly the fact of like he hasn't really done anything as as far as he's been with Minnesota. He's had good receivers to throw to a good running back. Pretty, I wouldn't say a good offensive line, but you know, a mediocre, like mid-level offensive line where they should be able to make something work with it. They've had somewhat good defenses. I wouldn't say elite, but I wouldn't say bottom tier. So no, you know, like it, you th- you'd like to, yeah, you'd like to see that you know playoff push, but you know you just don't see it. It's just like you know, do, do you want to blame him or do you want to blame somebody else? Like it's just, I think it's just his make or break year because at this point, I think the Minnesota Vikings are like, if we can't do it this year. I think it's just time for them to move on, try to rebuild a little bit, or at least get a different quarterback in, see if that does something. And he's he's getting old too, so I mean that's nothing to set alone with they right there. So to update you, so Kirk Cousins, this is March 14th, courtesy of Sports Illustrated. He signed a one-year contract extension, according to his agent on Twitter. The one-year extension is fully guaranteed for 35 million. So he is scheduled to make forty million this season, and then his extension year would be next year, and that will be thirty million in twenty twenty three. So he will be in Minnesota for at least the next two seasons at forty million and thirty million. And your face says it all. For for those just listening to the audio experience, Dustin's eyes were bulging out of his skull with shock. So yes, Kirk Cousins, two more years in Minnesota. Hey. Good for you, Minnesota. Good for you. <laughs> that brings us to number four. Number four on your make it or break it list. I'm not. Even, I'm not going to go player. I'm going to go coach. I'm going to say Cliff Kingsbury. I like that one a lot. Yeah, I. You know, I just. I we we uh, we talked about this a couple podcasts ago. Yep. We talked about Cliff Kingsbury and the Cardinals and just kind of the disaster that it has been the last couple of years and just the second half just you know, shipwrecks, you know, just can't put it together consistently, start hot beginning of the season, get ice cold, you know, kind of halfway through. It's just, you know, how many more seasons are you going to give him until you're like, yeah, he's not our guy. Yeah. You know, it's just, I, think, I don't think I need to see anything else. They have so much talent. He's an offensive guy. Their offense is loaded with guys. I mean, and they brought in, a, well, he's not a lead anymore. But what once was an elite tight end, Zach Ertz. Now you get a full season of Zach Ertz. Hopkins is facing suspension. Okay. Well, you still brought in Hollywood Brown, who I think is going to be an impact guy. Even if it's – I would say at the his floor for Brown this year would be like MVS with Green Bay. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like he'll be gone for a few games, but then there will be a few games where he's just busting games wide open. But they got enough talent there. 
Their defense is fine. It's serviceable. But, I mean, that offense should be scoring 40 – well, not 40. That offense should be putting up 28 a game, no problem, no questions. And mm-hmm. yet you're right. When it come, we get to October and everything falls apart. So Cliff Kingsbury, number four, who do you have at number three for make it or break it? Yeah, this this starts getting tough here because I want to put I want to put a lot of guys up here, but you know, in some can of those I situations, I know it's your list, but can I nominate a number three? Sure, go ahead. You can. You, you, can, you Hey, we can. We can actually. We can do you after me. We can. That sounded really bad. Let's rewind there and uh, let's start this over. Day. It's yeah, it's getting warm. Long week. A lot of heads hits the head. It's just you know, it's all sparking wrong here. But uh, <laughs> we can have your list after this. All right, fine. But I gotta make up my. I don't know who my number one is. So okay, your number three. Make it or break it. All right, number three. Ooh, okay. Oh, I am gonna say Jared Goff at number three. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just obviously, you know, with him kind of going downhill when it kind of ended with the Rams and now going to the Lions and having you know, a pretty bad season, you know, it's like how many more chances are you going to give him to really, you know, keep that spot? You know, it, it's not okay to only have three, four, one seasons in the NFL and continue to have a job. It's just not, it can't happen, especially as the Lions, just like kind of a young team. They probably are thinking of, they want to restart and they're like, yeah, if he can't prove it to us this year, he's our guy, you know, we're going to have to move on. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't, it would be hard for me to sit here today and think that the Lions are committed to Jared Goff long-term. Mm-hmm. I, if he has a giant season, then maybe they're like, oh, okay, we got something here. But even before McVay got there to L.A. when Goff was with the Rams, he wasn't good. I don't I don't know that he's ever been great. McVay got there, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, we'll give him a big contract because McVay can make this out of anybody. And it's just – it's not the case. So, yeah, I'm I'm with you there. So, who is your number two? Number two, I will agree with you with Daniel Jones. I think he's yeah, I, I think he's on his last leg in New York. I think just between like you know we showed that clip. I I don't blame him entirely for that throw because I mean there was, that was a lazy break by his receiver. I mean the receiver's like backpedaling and he's like not even really trying. It's just like there's there's not a connection between him and the receivers. You know, it's like that, that's a problem where, like, you know, he's he's not a great thrower. We already know that. But on top of it, he's not going to have chemistry with any of his receivers. It's just it gets to a point where, like, you know, this isn't our guy. He doesn't fit our system. He can't gel with the receivers. You know, it's just like you got to figure it out. Like, if you can't figure it out, like, again, you're going to move – they're going to move on. And they have, they have pieces there. Like, they have talent, but – you know, it's just like, again, it's like, you know, we, they might have to start a little bit of a rebuild with quarterback situation. Yeah. And they look, sometimes you take swings and miss and you miss. It's okay. I, they were so hell bent on taking Daniel Jones. And actually what's funny is I have J- Daniel Jones as my number two as well. So when I go through my list, we can skip over this. I just, I know that they don't have a lot of talent. I know their offensive line isn't very good. But what I do know is Daniel Jones is super athletic, and when he uses his legs, he's pretty effective. I know he's got a big arm. I've seen it. It's just I'm with you. This is the year. Can he put it all together? Because there have been flashes where you're like, oh, he's not bad. But for the most part, it's been pretty disappointing so far. And number one, make it or break it for you. 
Uh, this this one's actually kind of an easy one. I think Carson Wentz. I think. I didn't have him on my list, but that's a good one. I like that one. Tell us why. I mean, obviously, just with him with the Eagles, the last couple seasons he was there. You know, it was just it was a train wreck with him. He just did. It didn't seem like he knew how to play football anymore. It just seemed that there's a mental block there where like he just doesn't know what to do anymore. It's just like he cannot find the open guy. Can't hit his target. You know, it's just like it, it's incredible how far he went down of, you know, what that MVP caliber season to like bottom tier quarterback. You yeah. know, he's obviously he's getting older too, where it's like, you know, how many more years and chance they're going to give him until, you know, he's just done. Yeah. No, thousand percent agree with you. So my list, my top five list, and we'll cruise let's, through this because we do have some stuff to get through. So Honorable mention. Honorable mention, so he's not in my top five. I'm j- I still have beachfront property, but there might be a for sale sign on Justin Fields Island. There there might be. I'm the real estate agent has set me up pretty good. I'm thinking of selling. But here's the deal. I think the Bears are such a mess right now. And now their kicker is talking about how bad their feel is. And I don't know if you saw the pictures on Twitter of their field this week. It looked terrible. The Bears are a giant mess. So I I think the talent's there. I still believe in the talent that is Justin Fields. I just think that situation he in is totally going to nuke his career. It's just that's the way it is. And it, I don't, entirely, I don't think it's his fault. I just think there's so much other garbage going on, and the Bears are such trash these days. I think it's going to cost him what could have been a solid career. So not – and this is the other thing too. It's make it or break it for us to believe in him. But I think they're going to stick with him now. I think they're pretty heel dug in. They're going to stick with him through the entirety of his rookie contract because why wouldn't you? So it's not totally make it or break it. That's why he's on my honorable mention. First up, number five, Trey Lance. Let me tell you, they just decided they're going to move on from Garoppolo. Nothing special but a fine quarterback. They're giving it up to the kid. All right, kid, North Dakota State, we don't really know what you are. We know you're athletic and you're mobile. You got a big arm, and against the preseason game against Packers, which we will talk about in a few minutes here, looked pretty decent. But I think, and the plan is to trade Garoppolo yet, I think we're going to find out pretty quick if they made the right decision or not. Or maybe they moved into the Lance era a little too quickly. So Trey Lance, my number five. No comment. All right, move. <laughs> no, well, I, I don't know if you want me to comment. You said we're going to roll through. I can comment if you'd like me to. I, I well, sure, chime in with your opinions. Sure, yeah. I mean, I could see how you'd say that. I think it may be after, like, this season, it may be a little early, in my opinion, for, like, them to just be like, ah, yeah, we're kind of moving on. Like, I think they may give him, like, a Fair developing enough. season where, like, if they don't, he doesn't play well, they're like, okay, you know, he's got maybe another chance or two to prove it that he's the guy. But, yeah, I could I could see that if they're, like, you know, because obviously they have the team now where they can make a push. So they're like, yeah. maybe if they still don't see, like, it at all, they're like, yeah, we need to move on. But I could Fair see enough. it. And maybe – Maybe make or break isn't the right word. Maybe he, he should be in the pressure list, like under most pressure list, which maybe we can do next week. Uh, mm-hmm. But just something to keep an eye on, but he's low on my list. Number four, Jalen Hurts. <laughs> Billy is committed to him this year, and I don't blame him. He can run. He's athletic. He's mobile. He's a decent thrower of the football. He could use some improvement there, but now he's got weapons. He's got Devontae Smith, who is awesome, second Alabama. He former teammate, 
I should add. Uh, he's got A.J. Brown, who they traded for on draft night. They got Miles Sanders. They have electricity in their skills positions. This is his year to not necessarily put it together, but just is there another level to Jalen Hurts? We will find out. Yeah, actually, I, I like that one. That was the one I didn't really think about, but, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I mean, obviously, like you said, they brought in a bunch of pieces for him. Give, give them every opportunity, you know, to make a push here. And they're kind of like, yeah, show us what you can do. And if you can't do it, like, we're going to move on. Yeah. And, I mean, I don't think they would hesitate to move on at this point. Mm-hmm. They didn't put much draft capital in the guy. So, if he's awesome, cool. Philly's got a quarterback for the next decade. If he's not, I don't think they stick with him. And that brings us to number three. You had a coach on your list. I am going to have one on mine. My number three Coach Mike McCarthy. If Dallas struggles this year, especially after the way they lost that game in the playoffs last year with Dak sliding and there wasn't enough time, we all know this. McCarthy's best days are behind him. Dallas has given him every opportunity and every weapon in the world. He had the defensive rookie of the year who's only going to get better. Their offense is always electric. And I don't know that that's because of McCarthy which is a problem because that's his thing. So Mike McCarthy not only is under a ton of pressure this season, it's make or break. I don't think – if they don't do it this year, there's no chance he's there for another season. Absolutely not. No shot. Yeah, I mean, there's no question. I don't think he should be there regardless. I mean, we're maybe, maybe again, then maybe this is just me being biased, but, like – No, I don't think it is. Like, he doesn't have the system to succeed consistently. Like, you look at the team, like, he brought the Packers to in the Super Bowl – I mean, they had every piece to, like, win that Super Bowl. They had yeah. everything. Great low. defense, receivers. I mean, a decent back. I mean, not, I wouldn't say great, but a decent back. A young James Stark at the time. Yeah, <laughs> and obviously, you had Aaron Rodgers. Like, you had every opportunity there to win. And, I mean, they scraped by. Like, they had to have a wild card win. They had to have some magic in the metal life. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I mean, you know, it's just – I just – I agree with that. That's He's just a bad coach. Yeah. And if he can't do it this year, no shot he comes back. Number two, we already talked about Daniel Jones. Won't rehash that. And number one, Tua Tungavailoa. Miami has committed to him for this season and this season alone. They could have had Justin Herbert. They decided not to draft Justin Herbert. Well, now you have Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddell, Chase Edmonds, their weapons, Gesicki, the tight end. Their weapons are awesome. If you could tell me today you could trade the Packers' weapons for the Dolphins' weapons, oh my gosh, that would be so much fun. They are loaded at every skill position. If he can't succeed with this group and this coach from the Shanahan tree, it's not going to happen. And I like Tua. I just If he can't do it this year, I don't know that he can do it. Yeah, another one I, I would have to agree with you. I think he's really high up there. Granted, now you're kind of you're, you're making me rethink a lot of these now that you kind of start talking about them. Uh, <laughs> I, had, I had more time to think about it, to be fair. Yeah, but that's that's another good one because yeah, I mean, like you said, they brought in all the pieces for him, gave him the coach that he needs, and yeah, like you know, it's funny too is like uh, we were we were sitting there, I was sitting there in one of the meetings, and I should say before the one of the meetings, we saw a video, and they're like, they're like, oh, watch this throw from two, and it was just spiked into the ground like ten yards in front of the receiver. It's like. Yeah. I'm like, they should call him Spike Man from now on because they should be the new Cam Newton Spike Man because that dude cannot throw the football. It's rough, man. It's rough. He has throws that you're like, oh, my God. 
this guy's going to be a Hall of Famer. And But it's total opposites. He'll have throws where you're like, oh, my God. And then he'll have throws where you're like, oh, my God. Like, really? That's what – it's just – yeah. If he can't do it this year, he's not going to do it. So, uh, so this is going to be an awkward transition. Uh, we don't have segment or title card yet for this, but we're going to do a new segment called In Other News. Uh, it's going to be somewhat funny. It's going to be – we're going to show you some stuff. And we're going to kind of workshop this as we go. It's a brand new segment. So we just did our top fives, yada, yada. In other news, Jordan Davis from Georgia, rookie, he's real strong. Take a look. Much like that gentleman said, God damn. That dude is so strong. I don't understand why he fell below on draft boards behind Devontae Wyatt, and I think Devontae Wyatt is a fine player. But, again, one more time, watch this video. This dude, she's just 20 years old. It's wild. Take a look. Jesus fucking God He's not even below shoulder pad level. That's him standing up. That's not even good for him. And he's pushing that guy, and that guy had no chance. He was bunny hopping. It is absurd. They don't make him like that guy. That's a different kind of cat right there. Dustin as yeah. an lineman, how would you like that coming at you? Not not good. I would not like that. You know, and the funny thing was, like, he had a press conference, and, like, he, I, I really applaud Jordan Davis for coming on the press conference just saying, like, he literally came on and said, like, that was one rep. Like, you know, he's like, he, like they didn't show you the other reps were – Cam, I think it's a, I think it's their center rookie or the rookie center that the Eagles picked up this past draft. It said like, you know, Cam beat me a couple times. Like, you know, they don't show you that, but they'll show you this. Like, he kind of commended him, like saying like, you know, Cam's a good player, and he's like, you know, I got him in that rep, but he said he got me in a couple more. So, you know, I applaud him for saying that. You know, like there's two sides of every story. Where, you know, Cam got him in a couple, he got him on a couple. But yeah, I mean, to this rep, obviously, like, I mean, yeah. that's crazy. I mean, that's there's just like you can't do anything about that. Like. You know, you're you're heading, you're squared up with them. Like as an offensive lineman, that's what you want to be. I mean, that center was doing everything he could to stop, and there's just nothing you can do because the bunny hop is what you're supposed to do to negate a bull rush. So a bull rush is meaning like you're gonna go straight through a guy. You're stronger and tougher than he is, and so the bull rush is supposed to you're lifting up and you're forcing the weight to go upwards instead of forward. So I mean, he's lifting them upwards. You can see the weights going up, but he's just too big. I mean, that's just like you can't, like, there's nothing you can do. Like, there's nothing no. you can do. No, I think the Eagles got a good one there. Mm-hmm. Uh, in other news, have you ever, Dustin, you like food. I like food. Have you ever, you know, had something you're really looking forward to and then you were just smacked in the face with disappointment? Either you dropped it or it wasn't as good. Yeah, all the time. It happens all the time. Yeah. Well, today... In Detroit, we were a football podcast, but uh, this young lad was taking in a Detroit Tigers game today, and, um, well, things didn't go according to plan. Take a look. Ballpark, and sure enough, our crew gets a shot of the hot dog. Oh, no! Oh, no! Oh, no! Oh, <laughs> oh the horror! Thumbs of humanity! <laughs> the poor kid lost his hot dog. Let's play it one more time for the people at home because I can't get enough of this video. I've seen it like a thousand times. I can't get enough of it. Just to look on this face. Ballpark, and sure enough, our crew gets a shot of the hot dog. Oh, no! Oh, no! 
Oh no! Oh, <laughs> oh the horror! Oh, the humanity! <laughs> it's fantastic video. You're listening yeah, to see audio. If you're listening audio only, do yourself a favor. Type in "kid tigers game hot dog" and you will not be disappointed. The poor kid. It slips out of his bun, falls on the floor, and he just smacks his forehead like, "Oh no, what did I do?" It's one of the funniest things. That is the worst feeling, though, when you get something you're excited to eat, and it's just like an ice cream cone, for example, is the best example I can think of. They throw the two scoops on there, you start going all of a sudden, it falls over and it hits the ground. It is one of the worst feelings on planet Earth. Yeah, obviously, as an offensive lineman, I enjoy my fair share of the food. And let's just say, yeah, when my favorite treat is spilled, I'm quite upset. So, oh, my God. And let me it's just tough to see a dog go down. The kid handled it gracefully. He didn't get mad, didn't throw a temper tantrum, just head in his hands and moved on with his day. It's just, <laughs> it's fantastic video. Make sure you go take a look at that. Uh, well, you came here for some Packer stuff, so let's get to it now. Uh, preseason game number one. Oof. Uh, it's, it's a hard one to talk about. So let's start with the good. Romeo Dobbs appeared, had a couple drops. There was an INT that the corner ripped it away from him, so got to get better there. But there's also this dime. Take a look. Here they go empty again. Two right and three left. 49ers bring pressure. Two inside backers come down the sideline. Romeo Dobbs a touchdown. 49ers. Oh, that was nice. Look, it was a mix. There's a lot of hate for really the whole Packer offense, mainly Jordan Love. Uh, Dobbs looked... Good. For a rookie in his first action, it was good. The mixed bag, he had a couple drops, and he did let a corner rip one out of his hands. Okay, that's fine. He still made a nice, a, a few contested catches. He had that nice touchdown. So there was some good there. The Jordan Love hate that I saw on Packers Twitter, Packers Twitter, calm down. Two of those interceptions were not his fault at all. One went off the face mask of Ryan Davis, the tight end. Tyler Davis, whoever, 84 for Green Bay, whatever his name is, went right off his face mask, straight up in the air, picked off, ran the other way. The, and then the Romeo Dobbs one where the corner just took it out of Dobbs' hands, that's not on Jordan Love either. And the actually, the third interception, it looked pretty bad, but they asked Matt LaFleur about the interceptions at halftime, and LaFleur said the play was busted from the beginning. Two receivers ran the wrong routes. So the play was dead to begin with. Now, should he be forcing it in there? No, but it also is preseason, so why not take a shot and try some stuff and see if you have the confidence to do it? Fine. Whatever. I, that one, yes, I blame him because he probably shouldn't have thrown that ball. The worst with Aaron Rodgers because Aaron Rodgers wouldn't have thrown that ball or he would have put it in the perfect spot. Overall, I would give Jordan Love a B for this game. I think he showed a lot of confidence. There was a lot more zip on his ball. He was decisive. Even if it was the wrong decisions, he made a lot of good decisions. There may have been a few if he wants, but he looked like a totally different dude. And he ran; they were running the option with him. When's the last time you saw the Packers run the option? So I, and defensively, look, everything's vanilla. The starters went in there. You were just looking for something. I don't think we saw anything. We we're like, oh, keep your eye on that guy. No, nothing crazy. Nothing to write home about. Trey Lance looked pretty good in his first game, which we kind of alluded to already. So, look, if I were giving this game a grade, I would say for Jordan Love, it was probably a B. For the rest of the team, C. It was 
just very average. There wasn't anything, I wasn't super excited walking out of the game like, oh, like we got something. It was just it was fine. Dustin, what say you? Yeah, so I was not able to watch the game live because obviously I had meetings and camp and everything. So I wasn't able to watch it live. So I had to watch kind of the highlights and recap of it. Yeah, I, I would have to agree with you. I think, you know, the people going crazy and Jordan Love right now, obviously the two were definitely not his fault. Like, yeah, he, he can't do anything about a receiver dropping a ball and getting ripped out of his guy's hands. Like, he that, that's not under his control. But like you said, the third ball, like, you know, like, yeah, if your two receivers mess up a route, like, the, the play is just junk. Like, you can't, like, because I'm sure, you know, he's looking outside and he's looking and he's like, oh, they're not running this right route. So he looks and sees he's running the route. Well, he's like, well, I'm going to throw to him because he knows what he's doing. Yeah. And should he have thrown the ball? Like you said, no. But like, it is what it is. Like, whatever. It's a preseason game. Like, who cares? Like, you move on. Like, it's new story. But, yeah. I mean, the one thing I do that does concern me, which, granted, it probably shouldn't, is, like, how poorly the communications was on the secondary. Because, I mean, they got – like, there was, like, three plays I saw where there's just nobody there. Like, just yeah. wide open. It's just, like, what's happening to where you you guys do not know what you're doing? Yeah. Like, how is there that bad of communication? Like, do you know, not know the play? Because if you don't know the play, like, don't be out there. Like, there's yeah. no reason for – professionals not to know the plays like it's very simple yeah and then like it's just there's no excuse for that but i think yeah overall it was a good game and another thing i was i was like trying to think about what i was going to say too i was wrong about mari rogers i was wrong i'm glad you said it. i was going to bring him up next i was way off he he wowed me he wowed me i said wow i saw the burst i saw the explosion i said that's what i'm looking for he looked i got totally some real estate yeah Body type, I know they, they said in the broadcast, I don't know, maybe 13 times that he lost 16 pounds, which good. He looked more of what he looked like in college, and obviously we want him to be better than he was in college. But for the most part, yeah, he was slimmer. He was a little more explosive. That first step was a little better. He had the big kick return. He, I believe he was the one on the interception number three that loved through, he, but in the, on the broadcast, I think it was John Kuhn, who also – Shout out to John Kuhn was awesome as the color commentator on the broadcast on Friday night. He was awesome. But and he brought up a point that on that slant route, Rogers kind of let the corner win. So that's why you saw Rogers kind of fade behind him, and that's why the corner was in front. Uh so that's not great. But as far as just his physical ability, okay. Cool. Improvement. We gotta see more of it. I uh, also want to give a shout-out to Danny Davis, Wisconsin Badger receiver, who I didn't even know was on the team. So it was lovely to see him, in the game, him again. Uh, had that nice touchdown and actually was kind of a security blanket for Jordan Love on a lot of plays. He's just, I believe on the broadcast, they said, oh, he's just the Packers really like him. He's a smart guy, knows where to be. I don't. I can't tell you that. I don't, I don't think he makes his team. They already got a logjam at receiver. Now you might not think any of them are superstars, but they got a lot. I don't know if Sammy Watkins makes this team, to be honest with you. They got so many guys. So it'll be interesting. I don't think Davis makes the cut, maybe a practice squad guy, but Danny Davis, tip of the cap to you, good sir, because I thought, for the most part, I liked what I saw. Yeah, I would have to agree with you with that receiver depth being very deep right now because you're looking at, obviously, Dobbs is going to get one of those spots. I mean, you, you almost can't. Like you almost, there's no way you don't give him one of those three spots. It's just, it's hard to say no. Obviously, Lazard's probably gonna get one, and you know the third one's kind of up for grabs. Whether Sammy Sammy Watkins is gonna get it, Cobb's gonna get it. 
Rogers gonna get it. You know, you just never know. And like, you know, there's Torre too. That Tor- Samari Torre, he looked pretty good too. He yep. had a couple of nice snags in there. So it, it just there's a lot of depth there, and it just you know like like you said, you'd like to see him make the roster, but I, I just don't see it happening. Well, okay, so let's. I'm just gonna list off some of the names on the depth chart. Okay, and let's go through and see if we can make any decisions here. Al Nazard, he's in. Thumbs up. Yeah, he's in. Uh, Dubs or Dobbs, excuse me, Dobbs and Watson. Obviously, they're not going to give up on those two right away because they just invested heavily draft wise. So those two are in. So that puts you at three already. There's no shot. Cobb is getting cut. That's four. You get your big four. Okay. Sammy Watkins, bubble. Juwan Winfrey, bubble. Malik Taylor, I he's a special teams guy. Danny Davis, Amari Rogers, he's safe, so that's five for sure. Torre, I mean, it depends how many they're going to keep. Because Torre would be nice to have on special teams because you're not going to trot out anyone else your receiver core on special teams. So if you keep six, then I would say it probably comes down to Watkins versus Winfrey. If you keep seven, it's probably going to be Watkins and Winfrey, which means Malik Taylor, Danny Davis, and Ishmael Hyman, who made an appearance on Friday night. Uh, Those three are probably gone, and that's if you keep seven. If they keep six, okay, Sammy Watkins might not make this team. So receiver's going to be an issue, and, you know, we might say, oh, they don't have any receivers. And maybe that's the case. They don't have any impact receivers, but it, it's going to be a log jam come, you know, two weeks from now when they got to make final cuts. It's going to be an issue. Yeah, it is definitely going to be a lot of those hard decisions made throughout their roster. I mean, there's, there's a lot of guys who are on the bubble right now and on the fence that could very well get cut and ones that are on the fence that could make in the team. Yeah, I'm with you. So that's going to pretty much wrap up our show. I just thought of a Packer name, though, so very quickly we're going to do the old school version of... It's time to get wacky. It's time for Random Packer of the Week. I know that this segment is kind of stale and we've been tweaking it a little bit. I'm going to do it the old school way because I thought of this name and I just wanted to shout this name on the podcast. I have no other, I don't want to analyze it. It's just a name. My random packer, M.D. Jennings. So mm. M.D. Jennings, a safety, yeah. Uh-huh. That's, that's all I got. I, that's really the only reason I played the imaging. I just wanted to say the name M.D. Jennings on this podcast. For no reason. <laughs> Yeah, unfortunately, I don't think I have one right now. I was I was trying to think while you're saying one. I'm like, I, I can't think of one to save my life because I'm gonna say such an obvious one. Like, I keep want to say Nick Collins for some reason, but I know Alex said that one. <laughs> yeah. Which I didn't know. Uh, while we're wrapping up here, we got sound effects. Like they actually play sound effects now, so that's kind of cool. He said it. He said it. <laughs> So we'll add to our library as we go. But, yeah, so we have three right now. But, uh, yeah, we'll add as we go. Uh, That's going to wrap it up for us as we are both exhausted. I can tell by my eyes I look like I am stoned. I assure you I am not. I'm just that tired. So make sure you follow us at Corner Lockdown on Twitter. Alec has done a fantastic job with that. So make sure you check out the Twitter Twitter page, Twitter feed. I'm, I'm losing it. 
Go on Twitter, find us. You won't regret it. That's my promise. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. We get a bunch of bonus content there or clip segments coming up. For example, our top five make it or break it list, probably on the YouTube channel. So if you missed it, make sure you check us out there. And also on Facebook, make sure you tune in every week where we will be doing live streams on Facebook and YouTube. And if you got any other questions, feel free to message us on Facebook, Twitter, or YouTube. Always feel free to reach out. We love the feedback, and we love to interact with the people that support us. That's going to do it. I'm exhausted. Dustin, thank you for joining me, good sir. Good, good talking football. Football is back. We'll be back next Sunday. Dustin's still got camp for next week, so we're going to be doing Sundays for a little bit. We'll see how it goes. We'll see if we can fit in our foot fantasy football bonanza. That was the plan for this week. Didn't quite work out, so we will try next week for our fantasy football stuff but thank you for tuning in we will see you next sunday night to talk about packers saints as well as fantasy football hopefully thank you for watching we'll see you next week good night everybody (laughs)